Hey, it's the Fosters After Show and After Buzz TV. Tonight, we're breaking down Season 5, Episode 1 called Resist. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, hello. Me and my ladies. How is everybody? Good. 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 All right. Well, you have so much to talk about. Uh, let's do some intros and we'll get right to it. I'm Jeffrey Masters. I'm on Twitter at JeffMasters1. I'm Hannah Pritchard. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at the Hotshot Dude. Hey, guys. It's Jillian. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Jillian Leff. And I'm Stephanie Georgie. You can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie. Okay, we have a nice, bright, cheery, Disneyland-filled episode to talk about. Oh, yeah. In true Foster's fashion. It, like, made me cry the same way Disneyland did. (laughs) Yeah, mace, prostitution, protest. Disney. It's terrifying. Sibling rivalry. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this whole episode just picked up right where the last one ended, obviously. But it also took place within, I mean, it was an hour episode. I think the events of the episode were, like, an hour and, like, 15 minutes. Right. And it all took place at night which kind of added to that, you know, dark feel. For sure. The episode was written by Bradley and Peter. Peter also directed it. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was really good. It was really good. How do you guys feel about the way they wrapped up Callie's storyline? Because in terms of being in the motel room. Oh, in terms of the motel room, not the full, like... No, not Kelly in general. Just in terms of that, that little storyline, because I'm very happy that we kind of got out of that situation quickly for this season to kick it off Oh, with. ditto. Instead of having to be this whole, like, two-week process where they're trying to find her still. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm really happy about it also. And I'm happy that it ended with Steph not necessarily... Like, she was happy to see her, but at the same time, like she said, you know, get it together because the next time I'm not going to be able to find you and you're going to be dead. That was an amazing speech. It was surprising and necessary. Mm -hmm. Totally. broke my heart completely. But it's frustrating, you know? How many times does one have to say that to somebody? How many times have we thought that as a panel? Exactly. Right. (laughs) You know, like, finally. (laughs) Well, and just, like, I feel like she finally defined it with, for Callie, with the whole, how long is it going to take you to value your life? I was like, oh, my God, that's so true for so many people who, like, constantly put themselves in these, like, continuously awful situations and it really does ca- come down to they don't ca- they don't care about their life as much. They kind of think that it's disposable. That's why to they're them. reckless, just in case. Oh, if it happens, broke. it wouldn't be so bad. I know. And while we thought this forever about Callie, though, she, she is seventeen. You right. know, it takes people a long time to learn that. Mm-hmm. And I have to wonder if it's maybe this is the event that's going to make it sink in. Gosh, sure. So. Hopefully. I don't know. the The season preview looked like there's going to be a lot of action with Callie. Um, I think it set it up for like a nice falling out because now she has to consider what bless you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> she has to consider, you know, what her life looks like from here on out. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's seventeen. She's about to embark on adulthood. This is a huge deal. You know, she really has great role models in her mom's, but she needs to look at who she wants to be as a woman. And I think it's, we're gonna get to see a pretty cool transition. I know, kind of like. Some of the things they're going to be doing this season, I think we're going to get to explore some colleges and things like that. So I think we have a lot to look forward to, but I just, I think it's obviously going to be veiled in drama because that's Callie's homeostasis. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and looking at colleges, uh, looking at the future in general is a really nice way to ground somebody and to remind them that in the words of uh, staff, that her life has value. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it, 
Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying that when Steph said, like, you almost didn't make it out of this one alive, I mean, I feel like she could have said that once a season. Right. Oh, yeah. Sure. And, but it's like the first time, okay, it's all right, you know, you came from this place. The second time, oh, man, our luck. And the third time, it's not the charm. It's the, like, For come real. on, get it together. It's frustrating. And maybe it's just a matter of, like, I don't know if Callie's ever had a chance to really, like, find herself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She constantly is just taking... Well, I mean, the healing, pro- the healing process is so much longer than what we give, you know, what we give people credit for. Mm-hmm. But also, she... Besides the help of her family, like, we never saw her do therapy. We never saw her do other things to help herself with it. She just tried to deal with it on her own. And, and I think that that is probably what has to happen for a TV show. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this can't, this, there's so much going on in the show. Exactly. They can't send their main character to therapy once a week, where realistically that would be, like, the best case scenario. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I, was just, I was just blown away when Callie says, you know, I, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to go. Because it was just so simple and so honest and truthful. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was hard to watch those scenes with Daddy. Right. And because, like, it reminded me of her history and, like, you know, being raped in the past and all that, that it was so quick to trigger in her, Mm -hmm. like, no, this is not what I want. Like, she didn't fall back into being a victim. She, like, completely... Well, because she had already mentioned not her not having anything to lose. So yeah. before he did it, she said, "You know what? Take me. You're gonna take me down the hard way, though, because it's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna let it happen." Right. I, I really. I, we all kind of like had this gasp moment when she had said, "My mom is a cop, and she's gonna be tracking you." And and I thought for a second, like, "Oh my god, is this like really what she's supposed to say in I this know. moment?" I and thought like, he was gonna be like, "What? Pop, yeah, me too. <laughs> oh like, god. does he need her? Like, probably not. I don't know. In my mind, I was like, this could go so south." But I'm glad it didn't, obviously. But we all sort of had that reaction, like, not again. Like, oh, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Like, was this the wrong choice? Was this the wrong decision to at this moment? Cause she's so quick to make decisions right. that I just thought, oh, God, not again. Especially because Russell's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. It was it was tradecraft, right? He, re- he redeems the girl. He's, like, taking her identity. He's also speaking really aspirationally. I'm going to make you a star. Like, mm-hmm. you've got a great voice. And it's those are things that make you feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet in a situation, you can't. Yeah, it's the same way they get, you know, kids to join gangs and everything else. You let them know that you appreciate them, that you love them, that you're going to be there for them. That's all they want. I agree. Yeah, especially, well, for someone more like Diamond's character or someone else's character that doesn't have it in their life. Right, and that so. one girl who, like, threw the card out at right, the end. Right, because she's like, I don't care if this is the best I'm going to get. Exactly. The Fosters are so good at sending, like, small messages like that. Yeah. You know, she this girl isn't gonna isn't ready to lead the life. Right. No. To leave it, not lead. <laughs> I really wanted to know who got... Uh, shot, though. Was it Munchie? Did Munchie get shot? Was no, it Russell? It was it Russell. Russell. He had but where spot. was... Oh, he did? I couldn't yeah, yeah. see it. He was, like, blood. Uh, gasping his chest. Okay. I knew he was on the thing, but I was like, is he, like, wounded? Or did both people get shot? Because where's Munchie? Did Munchie get shot? Is Munchie dead? Where's Munchie? I know. We're just, like, really mm-hmm. Munchie. You know? I wanted to know about Munchie. And I wanted to know about the other dude. I kind of liked that... Other the dude, that, that, the one that called Munchie. The one Munchie. I thought was possibly <laughs> undercover. Yeah, and I love that you thought... I was like, dude, that'd be so cool. And then, because I kind of liked his character that I was like, yeah, bring him back. I'm sorry, are talking about the guy in the store? No, the one that went outside to say, to uh, smoke the cigarette, but actually called the other fella, or Munchie, and then gotcha. Munchie came. The gotcha. other fella. The other fella. <laughs> I liked him. I liked him. Something about him I had a good you vibe. Just went, you just went from 28 to 40 real quick. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but props to Diamond's character for sending the picture with the location yes dude for real she came in and she also that was a huge risk that that the character took because she could have been hurt extremely badly and like 
big ups to Callie for catching on and being like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. I catch right. what you're throwing. Yeah. For a second, though, I was like, why is she taking a picture of herself? Like, why is she doing a selfie? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that she was smart enough to delete it. I was, like, concerned about that. And I was like, girl, you better delete that, that thing. That was the first thing she had to do. It. Are you kidding? Of yeah. course. Because that's routine for him to check through the phones oh, to yeah. make sure that they're not contacting anyone else. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see her delete the message. I thought I don't she think was just so good at... I feel like I'm always so startled. I would be like, you know, like, and then cut where oh, she's yeah. just like, she left it in here. Like, you know, how do you, how do you get your body to be so calm? Well, when it's life or death. I guess. No, I, I mean, like, seriously. No, yeah. Also, yeah, like, I, I really like the acting of Callie and, and to a different extent, Diamond because they were almost frozen. They were. It's true. Diamond was incredible to me. Like, I just couldn't get over her facial expressions. And, you know, when the tears were needed, just a single one would come out just enough. And I'm like, wow. Always oh, fantastic. Yeah. She and is. she's played by Hope Wilson, who's going to call in in about five to seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Five to seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. She actually retweeted the link. So I bet she's watching. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, girl. hey. Um, simultaneously, while Callie and uh, Diamond are in the motel, Steph is tracking her cell phone, which mm-hmm. is going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the, that was so dramatic. Like, so uh, again like we talk about the subtleties of this show when she goes and knocks on the trunks of the cars but you but that was you so got smart. like a knot in your throat yeah, oh, yeah. like but you know I'm not thinking like a cop like obviously she's a cop so like I get it it's her character but like I'm not thinking that as if you were like oh that's the first thing that she goes to do I would be like Callie Callie freaking out like <laughs> right. she was in the grocery store or the the convenience store but for her to do like the little knock on every single car, like how scary! Just a child. Yeah, I think that was. Like, what would you do when if someone was like? Well, it's one of the most Sorry, heartbreaking. No, it was really aggressive. One of the most heartbreaking scenes. Yeah, yeah. it really was. And Terry like nailed it, like balancing this like fear, but being a cop, but also being a mother of whoever. Like if Callie is in one of the tr- trunks, every time she knocked, it was just so like so, yeah, gentle, quiet. but like full of emotion. I was like, dang. Terry Polo was 100 this yeah. episode. First of all, Terry and her emotions are 100 Ooh, all the time. I don't know how... <laughs> That woman channels everything imperfectly. Dude, I'll tell you what, all of them were on point, like, in this episode, with, like, their emotions, like, all of the emotions. Like, they were really, really on point in this episode. And, you know, we have a lot of audio viewers, or listeners, for the people who can't see, Steph is rocking the Terry Polo haircut. (laughs) Yes, she is. is. Steph is rocking the Steph. I'm getting there. (laughs) It looks so good, dude. Um, um, I thought it was a really interesting device, too. So for so many shows, there is a surprise, right? So mm-hmm. Steph is chasing after Callie in a cell phone, and surprise, it's just a cell phone. It's not Callie. Mm-hmm. But it's such an interesting thing for the viewer to know the entire time that it's not going to lead anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, it's frustrating. because, But that's what would happen in real life. Of yeah. course. That this would just drag on. And in, in real life, also, you would have to check... You have to check the trunks because most likely she would have been in there. Oh, my God. Okay, and correct me if I'm wrong because I couldn't remember... But wasn't it Callie who actually put her phone into that bag? Yeah, but she was just trying to hide it. Yeah. She, she was just she hiding it. So that it wasn't on her, so that they didn't know where it was. And then they Okay, took so back. that it could just stay in the van potentially and like go inside with them. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Or if the van was or if, excuse me, if the van was gonna stay out front of the hotel. It was super frustrating. Then they wouldn't be able to find it again. Because in the last episode she had like the O S I J T face where she was like, ah. Oh. The bag is gone. Yeah. Oh, the bag. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh my so God. She okay. had a plan. It just didn't work out. Yeah. How's mom going to find me now? Mm. Yep. I know. And, and because of the world that we live in, when Callie and Diamond run out and there's police officers pointing their guns at uh, teenagers and like, mm. uh, <laughs> I'll yeah. continue that discussion. But um, I think we have Hope on the line. Is that right? Hello. Hi. Hi. Hope. 
Hey, hi, hi, hi everyone. How are you? Good. Thank you for calling in. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh my god, we love this episode, and we also love the character of Diamond that we've like got to see so often. So much drama with Diamond. Oh man, <laughs> but it was it's brilliant drama, and you play her so well. She makes me emotional every time she speaks. What was what was that like when you went in for the audition for this character? Well, I actually didn't go in to audition for this one. I sent in a self tape from New York. Dang, and you crushed it, didn't yeah. you? Like. <laughs> I mean, seriously, girl, you blow me away. I'm not kidding. Because I had just moved to New York from L.A. And then just like a few weeks later, it was like, okay, we need you to come right back. (laughs) So that was a funny experience. It's always when you leave, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible, dude. Um, We we can hear your accent. Where are you from originally? Um, I always joke that I'm from the airport. I think it's the simplest way to put it. I was born in the UK. I'm from Nigeria. I grew up between London and Lagos. And then my mom won the green card lottery, and we moved to the States. And I've just always sort of lived all over. And I have, I call it an airport accent. I don't know. I don't know. It's like neither here nor there. And it's very strange. So pretty much for me, every job I do, I have to... <laughs> I have to consciously think about how the character might speak because, you know, most people don't speak like I do. <laughs> well, I think Diamond's accent was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, thank you. Yeah, no, Jillian had just told me. She's like, I'm pretty sure that Hope is from London. And I was like, no way. You you played her so good. So well, so well. Seriously, dude. I'm... Oh, thank you. And now we know it wasn't London. It was the airport. It was the airport, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's kind of one of those funny things that comes with, I guess, being an actor. Is real. Oh, for me, just having those a weird accent is just something I always have to think about, and I always sort of forget that it's not normal. But yeah, I get these funny little reminders here and there. <laughs> yeah, and and with that storyline to a diamond, it's you know it's dealing with sex trafficking, which we don't talk about a lot, and which yeah. is always happening. And it's kind of like on the fringes. And then to combine it in this episode with um, honestly seeing like Diamond out in the parking lot with the police pointing their guns at her. And because of wh- where we are in America, you think like, oh my God, it's a black teenager. Mm-hmm, right. And like, is this gonna, is this show gonna tackle that? And just mm-hmm. puts it so current. This show is just, I think I love how it manages to tackle so many different topics, but it does it in a way that it's sort of, it's very natural and it's like it managed to tackle so many different topics at once but they're all sort of interwoven mm-hmm. in a way that it helps you realize that these things really are closer than you think and they affect more people than you might realize and I think that um, for me it was also eye-opening like I saw funnily enough I saw a lot of weird parallels between the idea of sex trafficking and even um, you know like like child soldiers in a funny way because you know a lot of kids were saying how do you know I was I following the comments online and people are saying why don't you just leave him why don't you just go back home or why don't you and you think about it how are you supposed to go back home how are you supposed to start off and and be normal when you've had this experience that sort of marked you and sets you apart from the so-called normal kids and when if other people know what you've done or what you've been like it's really hard to kind of go back into normal society when you've had this sort of very defining and very tarnishing um, you know experience or 
or even like things that, that people could really judge you for in so many ways. Absolutely. How do and you kind of, yeah, get back on track? It's hard, harder than one it, might realize. In the argument of like, why does she go home? It sounds also like Diamond didn't have a home to go to. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I highly doubt it. I mean, think about it. It's so simple the way he's able to manipulate her with like just simple affection. And, you know, by calling, having her call him daddy, like, this probably doesn't have a father figure. And these, a lot of these girls, like, it, it, I don't know, playing this character, I, I did a lot of research. I started listening to, like, you know, reading news articles. I listened to a very interesting podcast. And, and I, because I, too, was very curious, like, why doesn't she just leave? Like, this goes against every feminist impulse right. or strong girl impulse I might have. But then when you think about it, when you are, lacking even just the most basic kindness or affection in your daily life he's probably her only family these girls these people are the only family that you know she has or community and as when you put it in that light it kind of makes a lot of sense like you can kind of understand some very unfortunate decisions i have to commend you for the care that you've taken mm-hmm. um with this i mean i think all of us as viewers we knew immediately that this role was going to be special. Mm -hmm. And we sort of, in a weird way, well, I guess not that weird, but we fell in love with Diamond when we first met her because it's very easy to just, I don't know. Feel Yeah, feel, have Mm -hmm. empathy towards the situation. And, you know, you just, you did such a great job with it. And um, I'm curious... Is it was this a the... fun reunion for me as well because I, I, you know, worked with Maya before and I hadn't oh. seen her in quite some time. And what, what did you work with her on a, first? We did a movie. Well, funny, we first met in Indonesia, of all places. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, we did a movie that filmed for a couple of months in Indonesia. Um, I think it, it was when we filmed it, it was called The Philosophers, but then they changed it to After the Dark. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so, you know, it was a bunch of us just, there in Jakarta and Sumatra and all these other parts of the country and we filmed for a couple of summers and I hadn't um, seen her in a while so it was kind of a, a fun little catch-up. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. A dramatic catch-up. Kind of <laughs> right, I've got to say that. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, I don't know if you'll be able to tell us this, but are you two going to have another catch-up at, at any point in this season? I'm not sure if that's okay for me to say, <laughs> but I mean... I'd rather just say um, we'll just have to watch and see. Okay. <laughs> Smart girl. Blink twice. <laughs> All right, Hopeful, yeah. thank you so much for calling in. Uh, we love your character, and hopefully we're going to cross our fingers you come back. Seriously. Oh, thank you, and thanks for having me. Okay. Of course. Bye. Enjoy New York. Thank Bye. you. Bye. 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 <laughs> What a wild story about working yeah. with Maya in Indonesia. I think I'm like in love with her. I might be her biggest fan. Like I, I wanted to cry every time she spoke. I actually well, follow her on Twitter and she's super woke. So that's why she's also like very well spoken, yeah. very just like into all the politics and what's happening right now. And I just, I really. Did think you say she's very woke? She's so woke. I know, I'm woke. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. Yes, I <laughs> you're woke. Um, but she is. I mean, you know, like it, it's so important for, I feel like, young people to use the platform that they have for good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's so many people out there that are doing an amazing job. And I say, keep moving forward. Keep pressing on. Yeah. I agree. She's so yeah. cool. And I think that's a lovely segue to talk about our woke younger sister, Mariana. Hell yeah! yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> Boom! 
Oh my god. Oh, that brave little girl. She's just a fighter. Nobody can ever tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. No. What not to do. Right. Everyone True. on Twitter is using the word stubborn, which I'm like, yeah, you know, we've we've said that about Mariana before. That just means you're going to be successful in your life. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, and I don't know if this is like, I mean, she's definitely stubborn about many, many things, but mm-hmm. this, this she's kind of like standing up for something, so I don't even know if that's stubborn, right? That's like... Well, they're Getting saying stubborn it. because she, like the rest of the foster children, have been put in very difficult situations quite often in the last year. So it's like, give it a rest, everyone. But <laughs> that is not the nature of the family. So uh, and, and so she didn't, wasn't, remind me from uh, season four. She was the impetus for this crowd around the school, right? Mm-hmm. To like the, for the protest. I guess so. I don't remember. Is, that, yes. is that an so, alternate fact? No, it's not. Okay, so... <laughs> So Jude overheard Lena talking about the... Or no, Jude overheard uh, Nick Stratos' dad talking to the Mm. interim principal about the thing. Then he was like, I need to tell mom about it. So then he tells mom about it. No, he tells Mariana about it. And he said not to tell mom about it because he was sneaking into the classroom with Noah. And then Mariana was like, tweeted. Somebody tweeted it, right? And then went out to Mama. She's like, Mama, this, 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 and that. And then uh, Hayden got mad. Or so she got mad. So she drew the crowd. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's so instinctual of Mariana. Yes. So, yes. So, yes, she's stubborn. And that stubbornness got this crowd. And then okay, also, so then, yeah. we saw that like, there was, like, the nice conclusion where Monty was like, actually, I have the pres- principal's vote, and uh-huh. I'm not voting for this. And I don't know if that would have happened had this crowd not come and this dramatic thing happened where students got hurt. Mm-hmm. So, like, she kind of got it. She, like, she fixed the school issue with yeah. Mariana by being stubborn, sure. Mm-hmm. Except, I don't know if that tweet at the end is going to cause more issues. Because I don't know why she doesn't, like, stop it. Should have, like, known from the last time. I don't understand. The teenagers are all about social media. It's more of their generation than it is ours. I know. But I'm I'm afraid that it'll it'll bite her in the butt just because either, one, she wasn't supposed to say that or wasn't confirmed. No, but I think it wouldn't matter. Yeah, I don't feel like it would matter She just says, like, you know, just don't give up. Right. It was also nice to see Jude get all froggy. He was trying to jump. He's like, Is that what? a word, froggy? Yeah, you know, you're like, like trying it. to get froggy, yeah. jump. It's like, just, if someone's trying to come at you. Oh, like, <laughs> it's a step word. <laughs> like, cash me outside, froggy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow, that was <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah, it was, Jeff. Lord. You got the pepper spray. I know. Yeah. I'm, su- I'm actually surprised they went there. Mm-hmm. I, it was like, uh, I, I mean, I get it, you know, but also... He was doing. He was just trying to protect his sister. And yeah, but obviously. he showed he showed aggression. He pushed to Stamos, so then Stamos. <laughs> Stamos. Yes, John Stamos is in this episode. Show. He's so great. Uh, I think that, that the print, the acting principal is such a tool. It was kind of oh amazing, my God. amazing casting. Yeah. <laughs> I think he might be my new season's Courtney. We'll see. Ooh, right? Yes. I, I know. Yeah. Because who does he think he is? I'm Get out personally of here. not ready to make a decision on that. Okay. Also, word on the street is we're going to see Courtney. What? No. Ugh, Do y'all why? think we're done with her? I, I hope, hope so. We should be. <laughs> it's like, Brandon is all about that new chick. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, right. We keep seeing her. That new frog. No. That's how you say it. She's cute. She's she really is cute. super cute. She's really sweet. And I think she'll the, be good to have singer. around for Jesus, too, and all of that. Yeah. Therapy and, yeah. and all that. Goodness. I love that she looks like Courtney. No, she doesn't. She, she does looks not. like a She's little mix of like, brown hair. Yeah, she like a little like Courtney, a little Alessia uh, Cara, Lou. Callie, a little Lou, a little yeah. Lou. Wow, has, yeah. he has a tight faux show. He, <laughs> he does. Oh, Brandon, 
Oh, Brandon. Oh, man. We should bring back, like, the ghosts of girlfriends past of Brandon and who, Jesus. Who is Can we get them all to come in? Oh, oh, at the same time, have all the girls Who's on the Who's Brandon dated? Brandon's dated Courtney. Okay, so Talia. Talia. Callie. Mm, let's Callie. say Callie. Haley. Haley. No, no, that was... Wait, who's Haley? Oh, that was Jesus Rose. Oh, no, no, that's Jesus. Oh, Caitlin <laughs> that, and that's, her, that's her real name. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Oh, Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin Carr, yeah, Haley. Yeah. No, 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 Haley's her character name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have to start over. <laughs> okay, so, okay, yeah. Brandon so has dated Talia. Mm-hmm. Callie. Callie. Lou. 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 Courtney. 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 So if you take Talia out of the mix, he has a type. Yeah. A strong type. But she's also a singer. She's a performer, so... Oh, yeah. put her back in. Yeah. yeah. Throw back. <laughs> yeah. She's just not dark hair, dark. She's I not dark hair, brown eyes. As if there was one quick casual something. Oh, the New Yorker was blonde. Oh yeah, the New Yorker. Oh girl. yeah. Oh, that and did my he? Theory. And did yeah. he hook up with a cat when he was at Idlewild? No. No. Wait, a different person, someone no. random, or did he just fight with her? No, he just they fought just with fought. her. But wait, I have some really he bad up news. With Callie that night. I have some really bad breaking oh, yes. news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Mm-hmm. Is it about the election? No, it's about. <laughs> So, Lizette Escobar, because she's the best and follows everyone on social media, said that uh, the girl that plays Courtney was in Noah's Instagram story the other week on set. So, I feel like we're going to see her again. That is so sneaky, Lizette, and I really appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe they're hanging out offset. Oh. I don't know. It's really annoying to me either way, but... Okay, wait. I want to go through (laughs) Jesus' old girlfriends really quickly. Okay. I don't need her to be hanging out with Noah, Emma. Mm Mm-hmm. Haley. Haley. Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex- Lexi. Mm-hmm. Lexi. Yes. Bia- Bianca yeah. Santos. Yes. I, I, I switch up every person's name by their actual name. I know. I Wait, too. but Haley and Caitlin are the same person. <laughs> oh, yeah. So? <laughs> Nobody gonna get that? I didn't even know that. Caitlin Carver is the actress who oh. played Haley. I forgot her character's oh, name. Oh, I was thinking Haley so Carver. Good. Okay, so yeah, Haley... Oh, because he had a, so her then name starting with Lexi, on his side, remember? Then oh, Emma, I forgot about that. Then Haley, mm-hmm. then back Emma. Yeah. Back Emma. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, though, right? Yeah. Just three, then. Okay, serious I question. Love him. Do we think that this is. He was the... hitting all of them, though, so. Yeah. That's true. Brandon was not, though, as we know. Do we think <laughs> that this is an appro- a normal amount of dating for high schoolers? Yes. Or is it yes. amped up yes. because of. Okay. Normal. Totally no, normal. super normal. Oh, I, I don't know how to answer that because growing up queer in America, your perspective is just too. <laughs> So this is how it goes, right? So middle school, you like have a boyfriend. Some of the advanced people might be doing some other stuff. Really, you're just holding hands, calling like each other on the 15 phone. 15 boyfriends in middle school. Exactly. All we did was talk on the phone. Yeah. Never hung out with them once outside of school. And okay. then you go to like freshman year and it's like, oh, like I guess you can call her a boyfriend. So and like maybe you go to the mall and you walk around and then you go to the movies and like maybe your parents come and pick you up and it's like really smooth, but mm. you know, not that smooth. And then people start driving and then it's like, if you're not driving, your friends drive you around and then they take you on dates and you can make out in their back seat. Not saying I did, mom. But, you know, and then like senior no, year, Julie. you're like, oh, like I'm in this. Like I'm people winning. are sexually active starting yeah. probably like sophomore year to senior year, some people freshman year. I mean, like really it's just, it's a whirlwind of um, I think hormones. we need to make like a BuzzFeed video of this. Yeah. 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 It sounds like a foreign land. The evolution really? of, yeah. honestly, of dating like, from middle school to high school. I look back and it's just... It's I don't know like I dated Lucy Barrier in seventh grade okay. for, for three weeks. Hi Lucy. During this, hi Lucy. I'm sure she's watching. Uh, during the second week, we went to see a movie with like nine friends, and yeah. we sat next to each other and put the armrest up, and so our shoulders <gasps> touched throughout the Jeffrey. entire movie. And then, I was, like, and then one week later, so week three of the three week relationship, we're on AIM. 
This was like hey. a vintage form of messaging people. Mine was Holly X Wood 101. <laughs> so we're, I think mine was like JJ rules. Um, so we're messaging Wait, and we she was like, an yeah. Aim, yeah. And she says, why have you not told me I love you yet? She said that to you? Yes. Wow. And I was Bold. like, um, I don't care. <laughs> and then we broke up. Uh, and then she was like, do you want to be dating anymore? And I was like, not really. And then she told everybody we broke up. I broke up with her on I Am. And I'm like, I did. You're right. I did. You're right. <laughs> wow, Jeff. You were one of those meanies. It was three weeks in seventh grade. Hard. I was yeah. going to say, they only ever lasted three like weeks. a week to three Mine weeks. Mine was two weeks at the most. And it was like a huge deal. You're like, do and we then, date it for like two so weeks? Then yeah. after, so then you would like, whatever, you would call them after school and then you break up. So now you're like calling your friends and you're like, oh my God, Colleen, like I saw him in the hallway and he looked at me. Me. Like, yeah. Why is he looking at me? Yeah. And Lord, that was the extent of the conversation. And then he starts oh. dating your best friend right yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. As much as I love this conversation, we yeah, have to talk I know. about it. I know, sorry. Oh, right. oh, wow, did we really? Yeah. I know. <laughs> we, we really never go Come off. Come on, we're here for the foster. We, we have off. to talk about Jesus's rage. Right. Uh, because uh, it's sorry. it's fueled by the uh, traumatic, tra- traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. TBI. Yeah. And it's intense. It's not just a little outbreak. Right. right. But the sad thing is, is even if it wasn't for the TBI, like... If That's you, a pretty honest reaction. I was going to say, it's a pretty honest reaction for anybody who thinks that their brother potentially impregnated their girlfriend. But a baseball bat to everything he loves in this world, except Courtney. His... But he, he thought that his bro impregnated his man, man. Yeah, impregnated okay. his girlfriend, girlfriend like and then got her an abortion. Yeah. Okay, but, but that's but like I'm that. swinging that bat. <laughs> okay, he <laughs> came to that conclusion though without finding out all the facts. True, he just assumed it and then went Off on a of rage. A dream. So I agree with you. Yes. This, this is true. This, this is true. true. It was so sad hearing him say, "But I had this dream and she told me." I know. And it's like, oh, honey, honey, <laughs> he needs some care and love, and that's why it was so beautiful seeing Anna and Gabe step in the position mm-hmm. and Anna is and I love their chemistry mm-hmm. uh, Ooh, and their conversation was a little weird for me but still no I thought it was weird. so it was no. honest it was really I thought it was so nice I mean I we yes. don't see these people together in scenes talking so let's just call it like a very raw conversation mm-hmm. two people needed. that used to be in love uh, are not anymore. They had these children together. I mean, like Gabe says, you know, they share our DNA, but we're not their parents. Mm-hmm. So right. how are we supposed to react to this? And to see them jump into action was when they saw awesome. their kid in distress, it's like it warms my heart because oh, there are so many people that could just stay out of it. Yes, right. and I love seeing Very Gabe stay out of it. struggling with being a parent <sighs> because that is what every new parent does. Yeah. He just has me struggling as a new parent to a 17-year-old. Right, yeah. yeah. Which is like, it's I give so much credit. I know, but and he's and going to hold him down. Stuff. He is, but did you see how it helped him to see that someone needed him? Yeah. He was like able to calm yeah. Jesus down and talk to him and reason with him. And when Anna asks, he's like, so are you still thinking about going to Ireland? He's like, maybe not. I think that, <sighs> let's just say that I'm seeing a parallel between Gabe and Callie at this moment. Oh my gosh, yes. I never thought about that. The beard? <laughs> I don't get it. What parallel? So... <laughs> You know, Callie's looking for, like, what is her life's worth. And I think Gabe needed to see that Jesus really, truly cared and that he was able to help somebody for him to know that he has self-worth now and that he can't just disappear. Like, Mm -hmm. people need him. People want him here. And in his depressive state, it's very easy to fall into that where it's like, woe is me. I'm going to go off and do my own thing. And for him to pull the wool Mm -hmm. from his eyes and see that this kid could really benefit from this relationship and I need to step up 
Sure. I it's love cool. the way you said that. I also would love self-worth as well. But um, I like that you brought up his depression because that's not, not something that goes away yeah. fast. No, it doesn't. And if it does go away, it can, it can always come back. Right. Yeah. But also, and it was nice because I think uh, Gabe identified himself with Jesus. Even though yeah. he had just said we're, there's nothing alike about us, mm-hmm. I think he then saw him and was like, oh, man, that's my kid. Yeah. Look at, <laughs> Yikes. That's my kid. <laughs> you know, just going crazy and going through the depression, reacted in that way. Oh, I'm no. sure he probably thought, like, wow, I would have probably acted the same way. Yeah. You know? And they're two full dudes. It's like this young man, and he knows that Jesus never really ha- had, like, a male figure. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I am that, actually, even though I might not be ready for it. But, like, I'm that, and I care about him, and I want him to, I don't know, see what I can do for him or whatnot. Okay, but... the one thing that I really want to say that's like kind of off topic a little bit not really a little bit why did I keep thinking that I saw him like taking a baseball bat to like hit the piano because he did he did okay, a keyboard we, a keyboard yeah have, has Brandon not found the keyboard yet he has He's, that's he why he it. shut the door on his face he saw everything but we I just didn't, didn't fo- we just didn't focus on it when they recapped it in the bedroom did so, we see so it so this is the thing so when he was smashing it this was like a direction we saw him smash the keyboard, and then instead of seeing that in the aftermath, we saw the poster, the yes. bookshelves. The poster was covering the keyboard. Yes. He only picked the poster halfway up. So, like, we don't, it, as a viewer, I think they were thinking, like, well, we don't need to see everything. Right. Right. We just we know, know that it happened. Yeah, because the because They the didn't think keyboard, that they were going to freak out like you and be like, wait. I needed the moment. <laughs> you just wanted the moment. I yeah. wanted the moment of Brandon seeing, like, the thing that he loves most in the world, like, Broke like smashed to pieces. But he knows what he did and how it got involved, and he's had a weird relationship with his piano recently. Anyways, yeah, that's true. He Brandon has really had a hard couple years. Did you see him just pout? He just pouted. He's like, do you remember when he was like like, all this in at Juilliard? Yes, right. I literally wrote those words down. Remember (laughs) Juilliard. And remember when he moved out of his house to live with that girl with mm-hmm. like the brown like bedspread? Yeah. yeah. Ew. Mattress on the floor. Oh yes. My God. Like he's had Ew, a hard go of it. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. going to graduate this year and he's, what is he going to do? Right. He's going to stay in the show for one more season. I think this is, why, this is why when Hayden had come to visit us last, it said that it's a completely different show now, but because they're not kids anymore. It's different That's problems, true. different ages. Different situations, yeah. different type of emotions, you know? I also have to question whether or not um, Emma is staying with Jesus right now because she knows she kind of has to, to take care of him. When she said, we're good, like, does, is that true? Yeah. And and I, really did you head. not think it was sincere when she said it? I think I thought it was sincere, but I also think that you like don't break up with like your boyfriend or girlfriend when you find out they have cancer. You know, right. you have to like stick through chemo and then you have to talk about it. Oh right. God. These are just rules. These okay. are, yeah. Um, don't react to that because I want to bring up one more thing. We're almost out of time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really want to talk about the moment that Anna and Mariana had. Yeah. Their mm-hmm. apology. We, we needed that. Yeah. yeah. We did. And also, um, it cemented Anna in, in like, mom status. Mm-hmm. You know, Stefan and Lena have all had those lovely conversations, and it was just so honest. Mm-hmm. And so, and Mariana didn't let her off the hook, but she also said, like, you were waiting for my forgiveness, but, like, I I, I do forgive you. Right. Well, how many times right. are you in a situation where you know the other person knows what they did wrong, but you need to hear them say yeah. it? Yeah. That's right. every time That's I have all you fight. want. Yeah, every time we fight, I know. Yeah. Sorry. So, like, three times, if you're asking. You said how many. Um, I just thought it was, like, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And then Mariana, the the genius of my life, says, just take, take care of Bella. Take care of Bella. I know. I know. And that, did you see how much that made Anna feel, you know, better? Because it's true. And it all, I think... 
I would imagine if I were Anna that I would always almost have a little bit of guilt towards all the attention and care that I'm able to give to Bella and wasn't able to give to Jesus and Mariana. Mm-hmm. So to hear that from Mariana saying, that's everything is okay. All I want from you is that. And she did mess up, but she needs to forgive herself mm-hmm. because her two kids have a beautiful family. Right. Yeah. right. And it was hard, but they have these wonderful moms. And just watching the scene with Anna, and then which was like followed by the Gabe scene, it reminded me of how many amazing adult support systems these kids have. Oh and gosh. Anna and Gabe and Danny Nucci mm-hmm. and the moms, they're just really amazing people that and they can her. depend on their lives and that's so important for kids growing up. Absolutely. Are you so, you, people always say that they just like mom and dad but when you think about how limited those are, like that is to personality and, and experience and wisdom, it is helpful to have all the teachers and other, you know, older oh, yeah. influencers around and just they, to get different perspective and yeah. Sometimes you understand someone better than the other. Gabe is still trying to figure yeah. out it out at his age, and that's okay. And I think that's relatable yeah. for Jesus. Yes. So it's easier for him to talk and relate, or, or, you know, just share, I guess. Yes. Completely. We have to move to predictions. <clears throat> that's okay. Please. So we uh, we saw the preview mm-hmm. for what's going to be the whole season, it seems like, not just next episode. Uh, the thing that stuck out biggest to me was two things. Jesus, Jesus, uh-huh. Jesus, uh, Jesus' ongoing anger and rage mm-hmm. and just hearing Lena say, that scares, that scares me. Her, yeah. Yeah. The other thing that stood out to me was when they introduced the preview for the season, they said the highly acclaimed hit series. Oh, yeah. And they showed up the <laughs> So lovely. And I was so happy for them. Me too. Uh, Steph, uh, what are you most looking forward to? <laughs> I am uh, same thing with Jesus I just want to see how he reacts because we do see him in the hallway listening to that conversation and that has to hurt someone but also um, more so that scene where he's pushing Brandon because that looked way aggressive and I think Jesus is going to just get out of control and I want to see what the punishment is that Lena's referring to when she says we're going to have to start you're going to get consequences now you you can't always baby someone for their illness or whatever you want to call it. Totally great. Jillian, what do you think? Um, We saw a lot of Brandon's new love interest in the preview. Multiple shots of her in different outfits, so uh, she's going to be around. Right. Um, I'm curious to see how she fits into everything, especially now... Um, you know, obviously we have those people that are still all about Brandon and Callie. I think we've sort of, you know, moved past that as a panel. Um, Brandon's kind of like enjoying uh, this this new girl, and I think Callie needs, really needs to figure things out. But I'm curious to see how she's going to fit into the dynamic because it's always a little odd when there's a new person in the group since they're so tight knit. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how that's all going to work out, and the fact that Courtney is going to be back this season mm-hmm. uh, so says Lizette hopefully she's um, just at another job with what him. if she's pregnant she literally comes Shut back no. and just like your mouth. I'm not talking about that no <laughs> me neither I just need to stir the pot Hannah? What do you think? Um, Well, for like a small sliver of a second, maybe my eyes were playing tricks on me probably because I'm hopeful. Um, But I saw Aaron and Callie standing like... You did. They were standing back back. over the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm most stoked about that because like we still left off on them like potentially hooking up. We don't know. Did they? Did they not? But remember, they like were in the bedroom together or whatnot and finally like making out, moving, and we don't know what happened. And I think that Aaron is a character that will help 
Callie find that value right. in her life. Like I think that he's a very good influence for her. Sure. I think he I think he has enough trauma in regards to developing into a person that he can be relatable to her and let her find that value in her life. Exactly. I'm so glad you brought that up. I totally forgot and that's ongoing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll see Elliot Fletcher again. Fantastic. This was so much fun. Uh, if you guys, to plug a project I'm doing, if you guys want to hear from Peter Page, I interviewed him for the podcast I host called LGBTQ&A. There's also a lot of other fascinating interviews, hopefully, on there. Uh, it's different one-on-one interviews with the queer community. That's LGBTQ&A. Um, search for it immediately. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at JeffMasters1. I have nothing exciting going on, but you all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Hotshot Dude. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jillian Love. You can find me on the F Word tomorrow live on Fox at 9. I'm just in the background. I'll be serving with Gordon Ramsay as yeah, well. Yeah, you can. Also, you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie. Thank you. And on Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie. See you next Tuesday. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. Yeah, you know. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.